Hi, this is Joy Kaya. And this is Sheree Grace. And we are here to welcome you to the Sacred Living with Joy and Grace podcast. Hi, everybody. It's Joy. And this is Grace. And here we are for another wonderful episode on Sacred Living. And today we're going to be talking about relationships. Oh my. (laughs) (laughs) So we're pretty excited about this. And we touched on sacred relationships in a previous episode. And I really, when I was listening back, I told Cherie, I said, listen, we've got to do an episode on this. I think that there, there is a lot of validity in this dialogue and so we're really excited to uh, share our thoughts on the topic yes absolutely we are so we're gonna kind of talk we're gonna start more on this like divine level right the more soul level and you know we both have read a book um, called sacred contracts and it's really about the sacred agreements that we have with each other in life right um, what's the name of the author? Um, Carolyn Miss. Carolyn Miss. And what I really enjoyed about this at this book was she had echoed information that I had found on my own in my 30s. And this is, you know, early 2000s. And what I had um, experienced was during meditation was in my journey work was really realizing that I have a soul group. I have a soul family and, and, uh, that kind of came through as familiar energy like yeah. in my meditations. And then I started realizing that some of them I recognize that like some of them I'm having lifetimes mm-hmm. with. And so then I did some research and kind of started putting the pieces together and realized this is a thing. And then Carolyn um, speaks of that in the book, which I thought was really awesome when I, I was listening to the audiobook. In the very beginning, she talks about how we have a soul group. Right. And it's like our soul family. Right. And some of that family we live, we, we live this lifetime with, and some we don't. Right. That's kind of wild. That is. Kind and, of- <laughs> uh, and so when all of a sudden, the, the agreements and the connections and the relationships we have with people, it changes the dynamic, it changes the way we view it. It's not just, oh, woe is me, or right. um, that person is. It's like, well, maybe that person is part of Like a bigger, purpose. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I thought that was really kind of cool. So for me, um, listening to that audiobook was I was like, yes, I love this lady. I love what she's talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I had found that to be true, you know, 15 years ago. And then to um, just kind of touch on this book a little bit more, because I, I know this isn't a book review, but she also talks about the archetypes. Mm-hmm. And I know that's like a big buzzword. We should probably have an episode on that. That we would should, actually be yeah. really fun. And uh, But she talked about the archetypes, and I went through the entire book during the holidays and I kind of got my archetypes and thought that was like a really fun experience. I have since then kind of, I guess, integrated or interpreted it in a way that um, I took about 10% from the book and like applied it to right. my life. But the rest of it, I feel like maybe the archetypes I found aren't my tried and trues. I think right. that um, 
you know, it's not everything, but I found it to be very interesting information and entertaining nonetheless. How about you when you read it? Do you remember? Well, I think that like just going back to the whole archetype, I think that, you know, there are archetypes that are, um, have been discovered, right? And the ones that we talk about and the ones that, you know, there's a lot of information on. And then the way I kind of think of them is like, I kind of have my own. So I have my own that have come up and they're not like necessarily everybody else's. Now where I find it interesting is to go and do some research. I'm a big fan of research and when I use the word research, I'm, what I'm really saying is like I get a kick out of what Joy just actually explained about how she read the book and then she realized that there was actually this correlation. Um, to me, that feel that that actual feeling is why I do research. Mm -hmm. It's because I love when I pick up a book and I am just like I'm just reading myself in it. Mm -hmm. And it I don't know. There's something about that, you guys. I don't know why, but for me, books have always been that for me. For it's sure. almost like um, I guess maybe a validation or something like that mm -hmm. that happens for me. And then there's, you know, and then of course there's the times that, you know, I get to learn new things, which I love to do that too. So um, it's not going off on a whole thing, but I think, you know, the archetypes for me, the way I look at them and the way that I interpret them is awesome that there's some that are established and there's lots of information and lots of research and like lots of psychologists that have gathered and 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 I love that but I think for myself um just kind of choosing my own and just seeing like how I operate in the world and like what my stuff is and what my shadow work has been sure and like you know that is um amazing and I do I really do identify with a few archetypes that are established and that you sure. know, are you know out there so <clears throat> yeah very cool yeah I uh, I'll share just one little thing I was at a networking group and we did this little exercise on the archetypes, which I thought was really interesting. And um, I always am drawn to the wild woman, right? right like right. that's always like a yeah. big archetype for me or like a witch or right, you know, totally. whatever that is to each of us as individual. And uh, one of the things that I found just going through, it's a very small process and just about answering a few questions. And then we did a guided meditation around it. And what came up for me was the farmer Oh, yeah, I can totally see that. Yeah. So, like, I just, and so I, I just, because you're talking about being unique and creating right. your own. Right, right, right. So, right. like, the farmer became my architect. Now, the, let me get, that the book that we're talking about does not have a farmer. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is why I'm bringing this one up. And it really just came down because I'm, I, um, I have studios called Wildflower. I have a summit called Wildflower um, Summit. And wildflowers, to me, are about, like, you know, wherever they land they grow right you know and they're a little bit wild and you don't yeah. know which ones are gonna really and they maybe can come out and gravel which yes. is super cool yes. i love that part yes yeah. and and so for me the wildflower is like energy to me like that's yeah. a piece of who i am and, and the work that i'm putting out there and so what I was realizing is I have all these different seeds and all these different things I'm creating because I have the summits. I have, you know, my my group programs and then I have the studios and I have this podcast and I have this partnership with you. I got a lot of different things right. going on. Right. And it's really no, I'm I'm planting. Yeah. Like this is my garden. Yeah. And I'm a farmer. Yeah. Ah. And so I thought that was a really yes. fun one. Okay, so anyway, so uh, so anyways, archetypes totally worth looking into. 
um, if it's something that calls to you. And I do think it helps you connect to some of your sacred agreements, some of the things that you um, designed before you came on the planet. And I guess maybe we should talk about that a little bit because we're going to go woo for a moment, (laughs) just for a moment, right? Yeah. Um, Because like, what's your take on it? Like when you think about before you came here, did, did you make a plan? Well, you know, that's funny. I don't know that I made the plan. Mm. Um, but the plan, there there was a plan made. <laughs> right. right. So I don't know, you know, because I can't break it down that far. Well, that goes remember. like, that goes, yeah, that goes way down the rabbit hole. But um, yeah, like I think there was a plan. And I think that, you know, I know I've been here before um, several times. And so, Yeah. You know, there, okay. I think, yeah, I think there's a plan. I don't know that I made it. Cool. You know, my cool. higher power or mother earth or, you know, like that's a whole nother, you know, conversation, but like it was made. Yeah. So I'm in the belief that we have council, sacred council. And so they're kind of like our teachers, mm-hmm. right? They're priests and priestesses and teachers. And sometimes people call them spirit guides or angels, whatever we want to call them, but they are um, like teaching us and helping us um, through our lifetimes as we grow and evolve. And eventually we go from student to teacher, right? Mm -hmm. And then we probably go back to student again because that's how life is. But um, so I'm in the belief system that before we come here, there is like a theme. There is lessons we want to learn. There is, you know, specific things that we decide, okay, well, this past life and this past life, and these are the things I've experienced. And now I'm about to incarnate Mm -hmm. into a white woman, right? Right. Like who's going to have four children and that's part of her sacred contract. And then she's also going to have these types, certain types of experiences. I believe there was like a lesson that I wanted to learn in this lifetime. Right. Yeah. And I have had like public shaming and things like that happen. And I do believe that that was part of my contract. Yeah. For because sure. it makes me the woman I am today. So, and then to Matt, like just to now look at this life and like what is taking place. I do believe there were certain things that were predestined and that were agreed upon. And I also see that these, the, those, those lessons that I'm speaking of, they be they come over and over, like they come back into like yeah. seasons like cycles is the word I'm totally looking for. See that, they keep yeah. coming back up. The the lessons keep coming back up, and that happens for all of us. So now you can ask yourself like, do I believe in you know an agreement or a blueprint of your life that you've agreed upon before you came in, mm-hmm. and um, if you can just you know allow that to be a possibility, now ask yourself if there was a theme, what would my theme be? Right. Totally. Right? So, and then, so, so I always say, like, we ride in on a wave. So I believe that where the where the stars are, where the planets are, like your astrology, right. that's an alignment. Your numerology, that's another piece of alignment. Right. Your human design, that's another alignment. Like, there's all these different ways that we can conceptualize the makeup of who we are. Because the moment we arrive... That is an immediate influence on who we become and the right. model of the world. So what, how we're, what we're born into. You know, if I um, live in Asia, right, mm-hmm. versus Northern America, like 
there's, I'm going to have different life experiences. Totally. Yeah. Right. But my theme could be the same, but right. look how different it would right. be. So I believe we have like this real basic structure. I call it a blueprint. So I think of an architect and like there's lines on a piece of paper with angles and like design, mm-hmm. but, but the building of the home, what life looks like is right. our total freedom. Right. That's my belief. Yeah. That totally makes sense. And, you know, just recently, I had, I don't know where I was or who was saying it, but they were talking about, like, like kind of like the blueprint and, you know, and how these, these patterns or these lessons or whatever mm-hmm. we want to name them, they keep coming up over and over again. And for a long time, the belief behind that was is that they keep coming up because there's some work we need to do and we need to work through them, yeah. right? Yeah. But what if... What if it wasn't about doing work and getting through something? What if that was like, what if this is our blueprint? Maybe like, maybe the work is actually in being in relationship with certain, with these certain things, whether it's people or certain things that keep coming up in your life or whatever, but like not, maybe not like getting through them. Like trying to overcome it to get to it. So it won't yeah, yeah, back. yeah. I used to believe that too. I used to be like, if you learn the lesson, it's going to stop. Right. I used to believe that too, but now I don't believe that anymore. Yeah, I just don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's just too many things that just keep yeah. coming up. And I know for me, you know, like the older I get, you know, this is the, one of the cool things about getting older is you, you see these patterns, you know, where I certainly didn't see this in my 20s or 30s, you know, where you just see these things just keep coming up and coming up and, you know, it's clearly there for a reason and I think maybe we have had that whole belief thing wrong for a while and maybe mm-hmm. it's not even about that. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I think relationships are interesting and, yes, and yes. being in relationships are interesting. And I remember years ago um, being in a program and uh, really understanding for the first time in my life that that is really why we are here. Mm. you know like this is that's really why we're here we're here to be in relationship with other people I spend a large part of my life just like um you know being by myself when I was a kid because I you know we're both the only children you know Mm -hmm. and um and and I think I grew up kind of feeling like I prefer that Mm -hmm. um and I got to a place in life where it was just like I just kind of wish I just you know didn't have to deal with anyone Mm. And um, it's just a horrible way to look at life because that, that is just not, that's not how this whole game is going. Mm-hmm. And so I remember saying to myself, like, this would be great if I was just, you know, put here by myself, but I'm not. Like, there's people, there's, there's family, there's friends, there's coworkers, there's people that, you know, we get to have this relationship with. And it's just like, I think that's what's so cool about, like, um, you know, all of this work that we do and all of these modalities that we have, you know, an opportunity to learn so that we can. Because mm-hmm. others are a reflection back to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. To so much. So we go from this conversation about that sacred agreement. We come in and that's just who you are and how you represent yourself and all of the things. And then it's the relationship piece. And then we can start with our family because Mm -hmm. that's kind of how we come in, right? We're, and humans are so weird, you know, we are so reliant on our parents or on a caregiver, you know, like we can't walk for like a year. We won't even survive. I mean, I don't, I'm sure our listeners know, like, like you won't survive as an infant without care from someone else. I mean, in this 
actually will and can and does affect you for the rest of your life. If this isn't done, I'm not going to say a certain way, but if it's, you know, if it's not, there's certain things that need to happen in those first couple years. And if they're not, if they don't happen, there you are. Yeah. And there's things that affect us. So we learn the model of the world from those that are around us when we're young. And so behaviors, right? The way we handle stress, the way we handle fear, the way we celebrate, you know, I mean, we can look even on a cultural standpoint, like the way cultures celebrate rites of passage, like all of that is part of who you are. There's good, mm-hmm. there's light, and that's kind of the cultural, you know, celebration piece. And then there's there's the shadow of yeah. it too. Because I, as a mother of four, my wounds have shown to my children. Yeah. Absolutely. And a lot of work around that. Mm-hmm. A lot of work around that. And, I, and I'd like to say I have very... Uh, stable happy children i'd like to believe that but you know it's still out because i have my oldest is 18 my youngest is four (laughs) right yeah like they're still you're not out of the woods yet yeah Yeah. (laughs) um but you know i i i have to say that as a parent knowing the model of the world concept as a parent has been really eye-opening yeah and to watch that ripple effect to watch me have this moment and then look over at my daughter's face and see the look on her face mm-hmm. and see it sinking in. Um, when my abuser found my, 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 my business and, um, and I, I like seeing my son and his reaction, my oldest, mm. when I was like, just so you know, this is what came up today. And seeing the reaction of him. Right. Yeah, that's a hard one. A son and a mom. Yeah, that's a hard, hard so, one. So, yeah. I mean, it's just like, you know, and then there's those moments of, you know, we're very playful. We like to, you know, dance in the kitchen and sing. And, you know, this morning, for example, sidetrack, but for this morning, for example, I went into my daughter's room and was like, good morning. And she was already sitting up in bed and I went over to her and I snuggled with her. And then like, you know, she... um we like said a few words and then she just pushed me off the bed and I literally fell off the bed and we both started laughing so hard. I was crying. Like I had tears coming out of my eyes. <laughs> like she didn't mean to push me off the bed, but yeah. off I went. We were both like half asleepish, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, but you know, these are like the fun moments that you get to have and, yeah. and you, and I get to create that model for them. Is right. it perfect? No. Right. But they have watched me and I always think this, this will help them. Now, then I think about my childhood and mm-hmm. I know you think about your mm-hmm. childhood and I was raised by a single mom and, you know, went along the journey with her and she had her shadow that came up a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I was in struggle a lot as a child, but not by choice. Right. Or is it by choice? I know, right. I know that's where it gets, that's where we start going back and forth, you yep. know, cause yep. when we start dissecting our own history yeah. and our own past like mm-hmm. then that's when the it seems very appetizing to yeah. question yeah, that yeah, yeah. right question it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah so like I just think that there's that model and I and, and once people understand that and anyone who sat with a therapist or anything like that like this these are conversations that are had and they're yeah. important um I don't think we should obsess about it right but I do think that it is important to realize that this is an imprint yes on who you are yeah and you bring that with you. Right. And so that, and then brings it into like, so that's where it starts. Right. And we talk about this in transformation work and 
some of the work that I've done where, you know, we talk about how by the time you're seven years old, you know, you have like these belief systems locked in to who you are. And it's based on really primarily your family, the people that have raised you or, you know, your community, like who you've been around up until that point. And then, so now you have this, right. And you go out into the world and, um, and I always say this piece because for me, this is like my, my part and my story and something that I feel really passionate about. Like I, I was, um, you know, like I was downloaded some things that I don't know that I really wanted, you know, and you know, jury's still out for me. Like if that was really necessary or not, you know, and that's just how I feel. Um, I, I think there's a lot of things that were great and that, I, that, you know, that I did have to deal with that, you know, put me on a path and where I'm at and I don't regret anything, but you know, it does make things difficult for situations like your peers. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you start with this, with the family and you yes. know, like that's all, you know, and then you got to go out in the world and you start getting jobs and you go to school and, and you yeah. do all of these things. And, um, you start noticing how, um, other people in the world don't necessarily interact like your family did. Mm-hmm. And so then you get to learn that. Right. And that's, you know, just depending on what kind of personality you have or like what's going on or, you know, sometimes this is, I mean, this is the stuff, you know, this is where anxiety and social anxiety and all of these things are born from, you know, because like just trying to figure it out. It's like, we're constantly trying to figure out how to walk, you know, just at different stages of our life. Absolutely. You know, so I was, it's like a rebirthing constantly. I'm, yeah. you know, and I, um, I'm always happy when I'm moving my life to the next level, but it's always interesting to me to see how my peer group changes as I change. Yes, for and, sure. And so I think that what would be really cool to touch on is to talk about, um, just for a smidgen, okay. frequency and vibration. Mm. Because as we move through these lessons, as we're moving through these experiences, the energy yeah. of who we are, because we're all energy, right? right? Scientifically, like this, we're, we're energy. So energies have frequencies. So think of a frequency as like the channel you're on. Yeah. And then think about a vibration as like your emotional state in yeah. that lesson. Right. So you either could be playing at you could be playing at a low vibration mm-hmm. or a high vibration mm-hmm. based on what where you're at in that frequency. Right. Now when we talk about like we talk about transformation work, but when you talk about um, you know, moving to the next level or overcoming that lesson, I think if anything it's more about okay. Here's your lesson. Now you're at a you're at your. Let's say you're in fear with that lesson, right? And then you move all the way up to the level of love, where you're completely healed. You um, you feel healed in it. You mm-hmm. feel like you can accept what's happened. You're not playing victim. You know all of like you right. work through all of that stuff to get to the love vibration in that lesson, right? You know, and it's that it's hard to get there right you know I think of people who have been abused or you know victims of like you know um random crime and you know they have this these experiences and it takes sometimes we just get stuck and we never move forward yeah so if we talk about frequency and vibration all right so if we can all be on the same page with that and then the idea is that two people who meet and connect and like literally have a true connection like an acquaintance wouldn't necessarily right, equate right. to this. It's really about, like Sheree and I, right. we had to be on the exact same frequency for us to align. Right. 
And now we're moving through the different energies and vibrations of this time that we're together. Yeah. Could I just put a side note here? Yes. We may have been on the same frequency, but what's so cool and also frustrating at times too (laughs) (laughs) is that our, we, our frequencies now they fluctuate. Right, sure. but we've made the connection, and so this is the this is the thing, you That's know. Where I was going. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, so okay. <laughs> See, this is what happened. Sorry. <laughs> well, that's exactly where I was going. Thank you. Perfect. And so I just always, um, I, the way I explain it is, two people are walking side by side like a parallel line. You're mm-hmm. on the same frequency, and then one of the people might say, "Oh, I'm gonna go and learn over here," and they veer off the path. And the other person's sitting there going, wait, wait, we were hanging out. Where'd you go? But then they might come back to the path or they may not. So this is when we talk about people growing apart. Right. You know, and so I don't want to talk about partners too soon because I know we're going to talk about that next. But, you know, divorce, you know, like there's so much divorce now. I'm like, yeah, because the population is huge and we have more options. And guess what? There's more individuals and more souls to connect with and learn with right and there's a reason why that it's such a high rate of divorce and it does and i'm not i don't want to i know this is such a slippery slope i don't want to make it small but there remember this okay think about your high school friends most of us are not best friends with our best friend in from high school we outgrew each other and that's a bad thing yeah it's totally yeah it is okay yeah you know because i have this conversation too when you just bring up divorce and it's like human beings love to attach themselves um to situations and other people and like it is like and i get it you know like it's a security like there are these needs that we have in this meat suit you know like we 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 have them um i think that when you operate um, your life from a spiritual place you just realize that um it doesn't always look like that you know it doesn't always it doesn't always show up that way and i i don't know i just yeah yeah no, I think, sure. you know, I think it's okay. You know, I think it's okay to detach with love. Mm-hmm. And I've actually been really good at doing that in this life. But I'm going to tell you that um, I'm a rare breed, you know, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that, that like this concept does not, you know, and I get it. Like, don't, don't think that I'm saying I don't get it. I mean, there are people and relationships that I've been attached to, mm-hmm. no doubt, but I also have the belief that everything's perfect and everything happens the way that it's meant to happen. And if mm-hmm. something, you know, if you have, if you finally get yourself in a place where you have this connection, um, you know, you got to listen to it, you know, and not hold on so darn tight, you mm-hmm. know? And I think mm-hmm. a lot of us do that and, and we do that based on probably the stuff that came before, Yes. Well, the fear of not getting enough or not having enough and, you know, all that. All of that. All of that. And so that's where we get into that place of we play small. Mm. And we want to be we want to be loved. We want to be accepted. Yeah. And so our peer group, we get very attached to what it is. And even when we have the opportunity to grow and evolve, we might play, play it down and play small. Right. So um, I'm going to use abundance as an example. Um if you know if you if you have known a millionaire who has lost their money and then became a millionaire again a year later you're dealing with someone who is completely in alignment and comfortable with being a millionaire right 
you also can meet someone who has been in complete poverty, they win the lottery, and they're back in poverty within five to seven years. Yeah. And that's because that's where they feel safe. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes people talk about abundance blocks and like how to overcome that. And my friends, it's literally in your peer group. Yeah. It's in what you know. And that yeah. includes your family, yeah. your partner, your friends, your coworkers. What, you know, they say that, um, you know, this is, I can't remember where I got this, so I, I apologize, but they say you should add up the income of the five to seven people closest to, to you and average it, and mm. that's probably how much you make a year. Mm. And so when I realized that and when I saw it come true was when I left corporate America, I went into, and I was, I had my nonprofit, which anyone who's ever ran a nonprofit, that mean it is, it's in the name. <laughs> it's in the name non-profit non-profit and then I was dancing I was a belly dancer and belly dancing makes no money either just so you guys know it's a lot of fun it's yeah. like a hobby that you pay for right it's an expensive hobby though right and so I was I was good for a couple of years and then eventually um, I realized I was hanging out with all these beautiful artists and if anyone who has the artist archetype would tell you that they struggle with finance. Like yeah. there's that like, oh, money is greedy. Yeah, oh, yeah, um, yeah. oh, you know, you have to be all in your ego to be rich, whatever. Anyway, so kind of moving through that concept, I, my income level dipped down from my six-figure income and I got really, got really scary for me. Yeah. You know, single mother of, of three at the time. It got really scary for me. And all of a sudden I looked around me and I'm like, oh my gosh, my whole peer group yeah. is in lack. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. And that came true for me. And so then I had to make changes, which are hard changes yeah. to make. This is where the detached with love comes in. Because mm -hmm. it's not like we're saying, hey, we're mm -hmm. better than or anything like that. But when you get to a place where you have this connection and you know what you know, mm -hmm. you know, like it, it goes for everything, not just the things that you choose. Right. right? And right. so it's like, so yeah. then that has to shift and that has to change. And we're always evolving. We're always growing to the next level. So abundance is just an example. This right. isn't everything in life, you know? Um, and so, it, you know, people who drink a bottle of wine, hang out with people who drink spot drinks, Drink bottles of wine every yeah, night. Yeah. Like, and I'm not saying anything about no it. Judgment. No, no it's judgment. It's just like, like this yeah. is a thing. Yeah. You know, I, I used to be that girl too. Yeah. So as we move Me forward, too. yeah. <laughs> as we move forward in this conversation, you know, that I think there is a challenge in, you know, who who am I surrounding myself with? Mm -hmm. What frequency are we on? And is, is this a healthy relationship? I'm not asking you to end your relationships, but become curious about them and realize that they have a place in your life, but you do outgrow some of those relationships. And can I just say too, yes. before we move on to the next thing, you know, we hear a lot of talk about find your tribe, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think that, you know, that kind of can fit into this. You have the people that are probably going to always be in your life. I have a couple of those people. A couple. Sure, sure. And then, you know, as I evolve, which is something that I've just, you know, my, you know, my contract is, is, you know, like I'm a learner. Like I am constantly, you know, like what's next, what's next, what's next type thing. And so it's like I'm constantly changing in that way. And yeah, you do sometimes look around you and you're like, oh, wow, I need to level up mm -hmm. really and so one of the things that i found is um 
I started actually isolating quite a bit um, when, when I realized that I wasn't able to find my tribe, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I lived in South Florida for 13 years and had an amazing tribe. And, um, and I moved back to California. And when I came here, I moved back to where I grew up from. And I don't know if anyone's ever done that. <laughs> but um, it was quite an experience. And a lot of the people that I moved back to, you know, they've been here. They didn't go anywhere. They haven't had these experiences. They didn't move to New York or Florida and North Carolina. They didn't do those things, you know, but I did. Mm-hmm. So I had changed and so I, it felt very isolating for a while because here I am with, you know, what I, you know, knowing what I know and feeling how I feel. Mm-hmm. And, um, at some point, you know, this isolation, you know, people kind of make fun of me a little bit because, you know, like I'm, I'm in solitude quite a bit and, and, you know, I gotta be honest, you know, you're talking about this and stuff and it's like, this stuff isn't super easy for me all the time. And so like, you know, I spend time by myself, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm, I'm away from the place of, and we all know this place where we just hang out with people to hang out with people. Cause we don't want to be by ourselves, you know, like I'm away from that place. And so like, what that means is that like, yeah, I'm going to go hang out with my book or I'm going to go do some mantra work or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really sitting there right now so much cause I do have a tribe um, of women that I really love and I, you know, I can connect with them all the time. But I did go through a period when I first moved back to California where it was like, I just kind of sat, you know, at first I think it was isolation, but then it did move to solitude. So there is a distinction there, you know, mm, you know, absolutely. Well, and remember, you know, we're here as we're, the conversation we're having is about, you know, the relationship, but the relate we have a personal relationship first and foremost, mm-hmm. And so that has to start there. And so I feel like you're, you're bringing that back to kind of where we started in some way, but we didn't identify it then right? right? earlier on in our conversation. What you're, what you're saying is you have to have a relationship with self. Yeah. You have to be connected to you and that, you know, we were just talking about the kind of work that we do and you know, my, my mission in every conversation I probably have or any kind of course I teach is, or anything. It doesn't matter if I'm even talking to a corporation, yeah. <laughs> I'll still make them meditate. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Um, but we talk about meditation and how, uh, Cherie's approach is like meditation and then bringing it into the physical body mm-hmm. and like connecting those two. And then mine is more about the soul and the mind. Right. So um, both are important. I think that they are, um, I, th- I think that's why we blend so well. Yeah. Um, but when you say this, I think about, well, you got to connect to your soul. You got to know who you are. You got to love you and embrace all of you. Mm-hmm. And then in there, you find your own truth. You find what's actually true. And if you don't go into solitude and you don't hibernate, right, yeah. and go into introspection, you cannot quiet the noise enough to hear it yeah. so in order to you know people are like how do I increase my intuition I'm like go into silence yeah meditate meditate actually solves a lot of the world's problems <laughs> but, but like electronic yeah. free yeah totally you know, like it's a thing all right yeah awesome we're going to have an episode about that too, technology. Yeah, we're going to have to. We're going to have to. <laughs> um, and then like we have that, the, the, I think our last topic we want to touch on, you know, we have our peer groups. The so peer groups to us is our friendships and business. Like it's both. Like right. it's going to all be different dynamics. And, um, but then there is the partners. 
yeah. our intimate partners uh-huh. because now we are you know physically connected we're emotionally connected we're mentally connected mm-hmm. like you've got the trifecta yeah and so it, it has a lot of intensity to it yeah and then some of us are you know reproducing you know so then you know we have that too so mm-hmm. this is a this is a really a really big one um you know i would say that you know, that has been challenging, you know, for me. Um, again, I, I, I want to have these conversations in a, in a way that like I can kind of explain like where I've been and kind of where I am now. Um, and so in all transparency, you know, um, partnerships, you know, I love people, mm-hmm. you know, but again, I go back to that. I've gotten really good with detaching with love. Right. But then you, you gotta, you just gotta start working on that. Like, where does this stuff come? Cause we have these wounds. Right. Mm-hmm. And so our partners get to see all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, if we allow that, you know, there's, there's that piece too. Mm-hmm. So I think just learning how to communicate, I think, um, there's this really cool book, um, love language, the five love languages. Sure. Right. And, um, you know, these, these are tools that are put out there for us to be able to relate, you know, a little bit better and understand our, you know, each other a little bit better. But um, we all come from different places. So, um, yeah, you know, is is it all about, you know, the marriage and staying together forever? I, right. You know, you're talking to a woman that's 45 years old that has never been married and I don't have any biological children. So my come from and my perception and my outlook may be very, very different than someone else's. Mm -hmm. And, um, again, you guys, I really truly believe, you know, like I kind of have a psychology background. I truly believe like, you know, a lot of this framework was already kind of put down and that doesn't mean that we can't, we can't change things or anything like that. Um, but you know, I'm in a big, big place of acceptance in my life right now. So that's kind of my come from. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not, I'm not in a, like, I'm not in a victim. I'm not like, oh, you know, like this happened to me and now, you know, now I'm stuck with it. You know, it's not like that, but I am in like, I accept what it is, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm just not fighting. I've surrendered. It just, you know, and so for me, I would say partnerships, um, intimate ones, this, you know, I will say I have very intimate partnerships with my, with my friends. Um, oh, sure. it's not just my lover, um, and my sexual partner, you know, it's, um, I actually have very deep intimate relationships with some of my friends, you mm-hmm. know, and, and that can get confusing and difficult at times too. But mm-hmm. on the flip side of it, so we're talking, you know, I, I tend to go deep and dark a lot. So I'm sorry about that. But on the flip side of that is a light is, is the light. Right. And so what, what is so beautiful about this? We really get to see ourselves like interact and be, with people and like show up in a way that sometimes I don't necessarily recognize. I know my partner hears me talk on the phone, especially with you and says, it's such a trip to hear you talk like that. Well, Joy and I have, you know, we have, we have some stuff, but one thing that we do have that I believe is we do have a mutual respect. And if we ever feel that that might be falling to the side or something, I think we know how to redirect ourselves pretty well. And I know that my partner has heard me that way with Joy and it, and he notices it. You know, so it's, I, you know, it's, it's a cool thing when you get in a partnership and you're able to 
not only illuminate for them, but also just see your own light shine, mm-hmm. you know? And, and how would we know that if we didn't allow ourselves to be in partnership? Right. No, agreed. Like, agreed. We would just know what we are and just in our own mind, our own concept or whatever, mm-hmm. but like to see, you know, ourselves yeah. kind of, yeah. yeah. I think there is, um, well, so I come, okay. So I, I'm hearing what you're saying about, you know, your like, friends being in partnership. I get that. Yeah, yeah. But to come back to the intimacy piece, because I feel like that's kind of um, an important topic because we, like you said, that we see all the ugly parts. Yeah. Um, there is a, there's a lot out there. And, you know, I think one of the reasons why we wanted to talk about relationships too was because being strong women there is a challenge that a partner will have. So even if you do not identify as a strong woman, there is a strong woman inside of you. Mm -hmm. And there's this rising and this call that's happening right now. And it doesn't mean you have to be like loud or, you know, putting yourself really out there in a big way. Um, I think just being in your own power Mm -hmm. makes you strong. And then... You have a partner who then, you know, is it sees your beauty and is attracted to your beauty. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the wounds come up with each other. And then all of a sudden, that what they, what was, what they were attracted to right. scares them, too. Right, right, right. And that has been a theme in my life. Yeah. Like yeah. a real theme. And I'm not saying I um, was always perfect in that, but I definitely see it and identify it as a theme. Even partners telling me to put away my books or my rocks or you know can you keep that in our room we talked about that in a previous episode like like when I live with someone yeah 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 Mm -hmm. when I would live with someone they would see it like can you hide that spiritual side of you although that's why I was attracted to you yes oh I know exactly yeah and and so there's like all these little dynamics that are Mm -hmm. happening but really you know the relationship it's about bringing those shadow that shadow up and I think what's important right now as we kind of embark on this new decade, um, the 2020s are right in front of us and the Me Too movement has happened and there's a lot of conversation around feminism and, you know, sacred activism, mm-hmm. you know, all of that is happening right now and it's so important. And what does that mean in your partnerships? Because now we have these beautiful men in our life. We don't, or, or women mm-hmm. that are our partners, and be yeah. very clear. Um, but we don't want to step on anyone. We don't want to uh, make someone feel less than. You know, it's like we have to be really, really careful in it. And I, I just can't help but wonder. Like I was um, in a relationship for almost a year, more recently, and. I remember hearing things that now echo in my mind. Mm-hmm. At the time, I just like was like, "What? What's that?" You know, no big deal. Yeah, Work no it. big deal. Work it. Yeah. But things like you're 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 too you're better than me. Mm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Or and and I'm I'm using it because this could go either way. Yeah. Like, I could say that about somebody I'm dating. Right. Too. Right. But when we go into a relationship with that, that's like a set to fail. Mm-hmm. So then, like, so then that bubbles up. And we can choose to feel less than, or we could like work through that baggage. 
Um, and then we have things like being ignored in a relationship or not being heard or there's just mm-hmm. all the stuff mm-hmm. that is really comes up in the intimacy. Yeah. So much it stuff. It truly does. Yeah. It really does. You know? So I just, I guess, you know, uh, there's, there's, there's baggage and there's wounds and all this stuff. We're here to be in relationship. We're here to forgive each other. We're here to learn to trust ourselves and be in this and, you know, continue to evolve to the next level like we were talking about. And at the same time, I do believe that we have to be very intentional to, when we're in relationship, to be in the relationship and try not to numb out, which Mm. we can do very easily, Mm -hmm. which means we get into routine and we take each other for granted and all that. That's a thing, especially when you're having young children. That's like a huge theme. And, um... A lot of divorces happen because of that. Right. You know? Yeah. And then, and then <laughs> there's a time when maybe a relationship ends, like giving yourself time to be alone. Yeah. That, oh my gosh. It's so important to process. How many of us didn't do that for years? <laughs> I know I didn't. <laughs> to process. Yeah. Give yourself some yeah. time to process. Like let yourself digest it. Do what it needs to do. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I think that's, I, I I'm going to call it my ex-husband. Like, he's gone from girlfriend to girlfriend since we broke up. And it's so unfair, right? Like, you think, like... like what are you doing? It's yeah, not fair it's, to these women. They it's not to fair. Breathe. Like, you were with someone for five years. You're with me for, like, a total of, like, 12 or 15. And then... I can't remember how many because time flies. Um, uh, we were together for a period of time. Oh, probably, like, yeah, probably, like, 12 or 13 years. Yeah. And then... And then he literally started dating someone after me, and then that fell apart. And then, like, two months later, he started dating someone who he dated for five years. And then that broke up. And then he started dating someone for two years. And then they just broke up. And now he's dating somebody. I'm like, oh, and don't forget all the other ones that he kind of yeah. saw in between and in the middle. And I don't know when because it's not my business. But right, my kids get to see that. Right. And they're learning that behavior. Mm. Right? But then they got to see someone like, like their mom take four years Right. And not date for four years. Take an actual pause and say, you know what? Yes, I have my needs and I really would like to have someone, but you know what? My picker is a little bit off right, right. now. <laughs> um, and I need to I need to reassess. <laughs> of course it helped that I had a kid. Right. Yeah, because then you kept yourself really, really busy. Uh, yeah. I had well, all the reasons not to date, but it helped me. Like it made me like it's kinda like when you you quit smoking or you quit drinking and you have like that vice like to not is yeah. like your partner doesn't or something right so it's easier to quit well same i had a baby so it was easier to quit dating right <laughs> we'll just leave it there but yeah. yeah there's a lot there's a lot to it um our you know i think just to circle this back around like the, the conversations we're having today are for you to then ask yourself like what are my relationships like mm-hmm. and how has my journey been and where have my biggest and greatest teachers shown up in my life? And, you know, were any of those sacred agreements right. that I made? And, you know, I, because I do a lot of this, um, you know, people with trauma or who have had um, some heavy stuff happen to them, I do a lot of journey work and do a lot of shamanic healing um, sessions with them. And what helps I think in in this case, when you're dealing with like a trauma and you're, if you're going to reflect back and see a trauma in your life and you're like, how could that be a sacred agreement, Joy? And I, um, we do work where we actually work with a higher self energy versus like our human self. So mm-hmm. even your abuser or attacker can then be seen on a soul level to help you move through it. Right. Because 
if we stay in our human form and our humanness, um, it's it's really tricky. It's we get stuck and we when we hesitate and we procrastinate the healing. Yeah. So um, I th- I think the conversation is important. I think yeah. that um, the work is important. And if you can look back at your life and kind of see what was sacred and what was agreed upon and and be able to kind of be at ease with it. And I don't think you have to go down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Per se. I'm just saying, like, take a peek mm-hmm. and maybe ask yourself, am I ready to just let, chalk that up to lessons yep. and move forward? Yeah. And what wisdom can I take from it? Totally. And let the rest go. Yeah. Woo! That's a heavy one. Surrender. Surrender to it. And then even think about, wow, that individual, what a what a burden to bear. Mm-hmm. Someone's been harsh or hurtful to you. Something to think about. Yeah. Because that's, that's their burden. That's actually, the freedom comes when you forgive yourself, not them. And, uh, and allow and like, let it go, you know, because remember like these, all these things can happen, you know, toward us and all, and all of that. But, um, we always have the choice. We have the choice of holding on to it. And, you know, you guys, sometimes we do need to hold on to it. We need to work through it. We need to process through it. And then we get to let it go. We get to let it go. So with that, Cherie, I think this was a long episode. It is. I know. We might make this a two-parter. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, so much to be said. Relationships are everything. Yeah, we could talk all day about relationships. You know. Cherie, I'm really grateful for our relationship. I am, too. We are having fun. This is. This and is thing. we are in relationship with our listeners, too. You know, yeah. thank you for joining us on the journey. And, you know take a moment take a moment reflect be grateful for the relationships that have made the most positive impacts in your life and even the ones that were not so positive right be grateful for those too because they're all for your divine path right all right that's i think that's it yep thank you guys for listening have a beautiful day We here at Sacred Living want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for joining us in these soulful conversations. Absolutely. And we'd love for you to join our community. You can find us on Facebook where we dive even deeper into these wonderful sacred conversations. Just search for Sacred Living with Joy and Grace. We are also on Instagram. And feel free to hit up our website and take a look at what we're up to and see where we are going to be live next at sacredliving.info. Remember to go out and curate that life that you love. And together we say, and so it is.